for years, this will stick around if you're lucky. If not, then decades, but hopefully not your lifetime, because this can really stick around for an entire lifetime if you don't change it. So if your nervous system is trying to play dead, you're never going to create the business or lifestyle of your dreams. The highest performers in the world have developed the mindset they need to perform as close to their potential as humanly possible. This podcast, The Art of Success podcast, is my attempt at sharing and exploring the methodologies you can extract from them and apply them to your life. Hopefully that will mean you can close the gap between you and your own potential and create the kind of life that you are aiming at. In a weird way, the shame of not fighting back was almost worse than the beating that I actually took. Picture this, I'm lying lifeless on the floor and fists are just like raining in on me. And I was just kind of an observer of these actions. I did nothing. And kind of ironically, after the event, I would beat myself up, pardon the pun, about not having the courage or the kind of masculinity that I actually required or desired in order to fight back. And that shame there, that kind of feeling of regret and that embarrassment, and yeah, it is shame at the end of the day, was actually the worst part. And partly in a quest to destroy this shame, I actually joined the military and then I started training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu after that. And like I saw myself then as like, oh, I'm capable of fighting. I have this capacity to fight. And I kind of considered myself beyond it. And physically, in terms of like skill development, I was. But still, when I was confronted with challenges at work, I saw this familiar pattern. And even when I saw myself having these challenges in terms of relationships or any kind of perceived threat, I saw this similar pattern. I shut down and it looked like procrastination and it looked like laziness. And in fact, I called them both those things. But really, it felt like fear and numbness. I couldn't get out of it. I'd like end the day by being in bed or looking back at the day and just wishing I'd acted differently. And it was so similar to when I'd lie in bed as a kid and just like wish I'd fought the bully back, like feeling bruised and battered. My ribs would hurt and I'd have black eyes and I'd be thinking like, I wish I fought back. So why could I logically know what to do, but not physically enact it? Like, why couldn't I break free from these ties that were holding me down? And this plagued me for years. And I worked on my beliefs. I did that kind of traditional mindset work. I trained my character. I read a ton of philosophy. And intellectually, I knew what I needed to do, but something was always missing. And then around 18, 24 months ago, I found the answer. And it changed my life, honestly. And it has gone on to change the lives of hundreds of high performers with whom I've trained the skill. And today, I'm going to share that with you. This all starts out with a a reframe of how you perceive the world. You don't actually see the world like you've been taught you do. You think your mind is the thing that is processing all the stuff around you. You think that it's your mind processing or interpreting the world. And that's why you try and use your mind, so willpower, to change it. It's why you try and control your thoughts, because you think that your mind is the thing that's in control. And this is called a top-down view. You believe your conscious mind is the thing that is in control, and that is plain right, plain wrong. Sorry, you believe your conscious mind is a thing that's always in your control, and that is plain wrong, which is why willpower doesn't work, which is why you've 
trying to control your conscious mind and that doesn't work in the long run and it's why you haven't managed to change who you are and the way you act despite knowing what you should be doing or could be doing this is because your body is the thing that interprets the world way before your mind even catches up to the fact your body is constantly scanning for threats it's seeking safety and your nervous system is the real driver of your vehicle it interprets every sense that you have way before you're aware of them which is why you jump at sudden sounds without deciding to but what does all this have to do with breaking your performance barrier well above all your nervous system wants safety. That is its greatest priority in life. And it will sacrifice virtually anything in order to keep your genes progressing to your next generation. And there's this um, Dr. Stephen Porges, who's the father of polyvagal theory, which is where this stuff comes from. He has this quote, the human nervous system is on a quest and the quest is for safety. And when safety is threatened, the first thing that your nervous system, your body does in this is sacrifice the very thing that you as an entrepreneur, a business owner, a high performer want more of. You want creativity, you want social connection, and you want generative, so creative acts. So that's basically everything that you know is going to bring you the freedom and the lifestyle that you crave. But that's the first thing your nervous system shuts down because it's trying to keep you safe. And those are extraneous luxuries that you can have or not have when you sacrifice those things the next thing that happens is your fight or flight your sympathetic nervous system is activated the purpose of this is to create action your fight or your flee so you either you're trying to change the situation in some way you imagine yourself in a similar situation um to what i was in where there's a physical threat of someone beating you up you'll probably start off by flailing your arms around physically kind of freaking out in order to get out of that environment if you do you'll just run you'll flee and you will do that without kind of rational processing and doesn't that sound like a lot like your panicky hustle oh shit the tax year is end is ending i need to get this bill paid i've got my mortgage payment to, to make i've got this panic i'm running out of time that is your hustle mode and so many people are going around in this mode but what happens when that doesn't work and what happens when you've trained something else in there well if your fight or flight mode still doesn't free you from your threat your nervous system plays dead it will just shut down okay just like the mouse that a cat brings in there comes a point where it just plays dead and it's not doing this voluntarily it's not acting its nervous system has a self-defense mechanism. Same with all mammals. It was just like I did on the playing field. I shut down. I hid back. It's just like assault victims do with or people with PTSD. Maybe it's just like you've learned to do as well. Maybe you had something that was like either big T trauma, so something that you could put your finger on and go, that was the specific event. Or maybe it was the small T trauma of not being loved and supported and connected as a kid. Maybe it's something else. You don't know. If you're lucky, this lasts for years. And you get trapped in this stuck kind of, or you get stuck in this feeling of, I can't change anything. I'm not really acting the way I want to, but shutting down in the face of challenge. Like your system, your nervous system becomes kind of attuned to this baseline threat that you perceive to be there. And if you find yourself scanning around looking for threats a lot, well, that's that. So for years, 
this will stick around if you're lucky. If not, then decades, but hopefully not your lifetime, because this can really stick around for an entire lifetime if you don't change it. So if your nervous system is trying to play dead, you're never going to create the business or lifestyle of your dreams. Like same goes with having the relationships that you want with your family or your spouse. So while you sit there and rationalize your limiting belief through this conscious mind lens, your true limit lies in your physiology. So stoicism as wonderful as it is won't touch it unless your nervous system is feeling safe and receptive to it listening to podcasts will momentarily inspire you but they won't actually touch it and therapy as good as it is if it doesn't help you feel physiologically safe not just psychologically but physiologically safe too therapy won't touch it so you need a different approach because the limit is in your body. Just a quick favor to ask, my friends, if you could head to wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a very kind review. That will not only help my ego virtually explode, but it will help people just like you find the podcast too and hopefully help them to their next level. Fortunately, the path out of this is available to you. Unfortunately, the world has forgotten how to do this to the most crazy degree possible it's just something that's not in there and or it's barely in the world anymore and if you struggle with having this shut down button continually switched on there are things that you will find very difficult and there are things that you will have forgotten or not trained in how to do the best way to turn off your shutdown button which is triggered and stops you from being creative and generative is to press the physiological levers that make your body feel safe. Not the psychological thing, so not the journaling necessarily, not the um, the applying philosophy or figuring out your values. It's to press the physiological, your body. Like That's what you need to find. You need to find the physiological switches that help you turn that button off. Remember that the body's always seeking safety. So if you can teach it to feel safe, then you'll be able to access the parts of your brain, your mind, that you need for creativity and exploration. So three tools actually stand head and shoulders above the rest for this work. Breathwork is the first one. So intentional breathwork, social engagement, doing things that interact with society and friends and loved ones, and creating an environment you feel physically safe in. At one point, I worked with this wonderful woman. I'm going to just call her R for this. She initially came to help with me or came to me for help with her kind of athletic development around CrossFit, but there was always something else. And eventually, well, I say eventually, in like two to three weeks in, we started discussing this history of a traumatic event that happened in life. And it became clear that while she'd had a lot of psychotherapy to deal with this cognitively, physiologically, her body was still shutting down. It still held that. Um, it still held that trauma within it, and it was stopping her from showing up as a best self in the working environment. And she felt kind of frustrated and at a dead end with her job, like she couldn't really make herself count. She's a super, super capable person, but knowing that she couldn't quite access the best parts of her. And more than that, she wasn't willing to take the risks required because, remember, her body was seeking certainty and safety. 
So just before we get into this as well, it's important to note that it was years since her traumatic event and she had sought professional psychotherapy and that was an essential step in there. But through a non-sleep deep rest protocol, which I developed specifically for her, she developed the capacity to confront the situations which were keeping her stuck, particularly the people-pleasing elements, so giving up her will for other people, because that was stopping her from leaning into her success and expressing herself authentically and really progressing as the best version of herself possible. And actually, two other clients come into mind too. I call them J and T. Both had experienced this environment in their life that whilst it wasn't kind of capital T traumatic, so there wasn't like one big event that you can put your finger on and say that was when it happened, there were things that just weren't conducive to a safe and loving and caring environment when they grew up. And as such, they found themselves consistently limited by this tendency to withdraw from situations. So withdraw from situations that they found threatening. And this happened the whole time in their very demanding, very high skill jobs. They knew they had the capacity to thrive, but found these limitations. Okay, And they desperately wanted to change but they couldn't do so. And they found themselves in that constant, constant perpetual cycle of like getting excited and motivated and then defaulting to this kind of glass ceiling, which was turned out to be their physiology. The two things that these people used, one of them was, um, we mentioned it already, breathwork. So they both had different forms of breathwork for each of them. But the other one was play. We gave them times where they could play and engage with other human beings and practice this regulation of their nervous system. So they go through the gears of regulation and back down, and that enabled them to regulate better. What happened is because of that, they were able to access the parts of their creativity and their productivity that they needed. Their brains were just more accessible to the it's called phylogenetically, which is basically a nerdy way of saying the more evolutionary new parts of their brain, so the parts that evolved most recently, they were able to access, which is all your like facial expressions and communication and your um, your creativity and your ability to understand other humans. That was all developed and accessible to them. And because of that, both of them have found these insane new realms of freedom both in terms of finances and in free time and this is because your limits they don't reside solely in your mind they're entangled with your nervous system they're part of the same system as a quick note if you want to explore what this process would look like for you head to my instagram shoot me a dm but until then keep on crushing it